This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, and on smart speaker. This is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with uh, Automatic Andy. It's me. I did it today. You, you did it? I made it today. Um, and uh, Air Filter Anthony. You are uh, you're heading to the DMDQ. DM uh, hybrid, the DMQ. The DMQ. Now, because there's so much electricity, they said let's just merge. You could have just had oxygen sensor Anthony um, suck the air on your tailpipe and tell you whether your car was clean burning fuel. Yeah, I'd rather give you the money than the DMQ. Well, that makes two of us. <laughs> you want the money. <laughs> Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah, let me know if my car is safe to drive. Uh, it, it it fascinates me how they can just plug in your car and tell you that it's good to go. I I want to believe them, but then I don't. Because if it's that easy, why don't I just pay myself and I plug that thing in and then I just Google it and I'll fix it. <laughs> I mean, you can buy a little thing that you plug into your car and tells you that it's good. I remember the day... When you used to take your car to the DEQ, and they used to shove a thing up your tailpipe and tell you whether it was outputting nasty juices, and you couldn't drive it. What are we talking about right now? Yeah, are we talking about cars? Yeah. What do you so think are we're you, talking about? The emissions. So did they have like a little thing at the end of it that had like an indicator? Yeah, they had like a, a sensor, an oxygen sensor. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> and they used to put it up your tailpipe. And sense whether you were pure enough. A banana on the tailpipe. <laughs> Pum on. Did uh, is that? Did you have to crank the car to get it going? Uh, you weren't allowed to do anything. They had to. They had to. You had to step away from the vehicle. You get away. Yeah. Well, so makes sense. Yeah, which brings me to this. So, those people that listen to the show regularly know that um, that uh, Auto Andy uh, has a room in, in the palatious, spacious. Uh, miles abode of the West Wing. You have the West Wing of my uh, of my very uh, voluptuous estate, and um, you often have an evening meal. Um, mm. And down the I can sometimes see you down the end of the dining room table if the candelabra is moved slightly to the left. And <laughs> we uh, we have we have uh, we watch the we, well we used to watch TV, but now we watch the YouTubes. On the big screen, it just makes more sense. Yeah, uh, interesting thing we've taken to watching um, police chases. Oh, it's so good! You're an adrenaline junkie, even uh, when you're eating so at food at home. You yeah, have to. well, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I have to. It has to be something to do with cars. We've taken to watching police chases, and I have started to realize how stupid drivers are in America. Like, I I can't believe we. We're sitting there watching these guys get pulled over by cops. And how, how stupid could you be to try and take up? This guy has a V8 charger. And they're, they're like, I'm going to take off in a Prius. 
Yeah, and that one. Not, How do you think it's going to end? Yeah, and not only did he take off in a Prius versus a cop car, but he he prolonged the situation for like another cop to get there. So now it's two versus yeah, one. Yeah, like, he dude, didn't take off idiot. until the second cop arrived because <laughs> they knew there was shenanigans going on, and then he decided to shoot out the back window. I mean, do you think this is going to get better? Where do you think this is going to go wrong? And then the other one we watched was the guy had his lights out and he had no license plate and he waited until a third cop showed up and then when he took off they already had the spike strips out at the end of the road because they knew he was going to take off and he drove straight over them <laughs> uh, it's like it was beautiful it, honestly and he got like maybe 100 and then he decided to run and he didn't get out he he was on a, a street full of houses he didn't get out and jump the fence, which was 10 feet from him. He ran straight down the middle of the street. And it was like the car, the cop just kept driving after him until he was worn out. Then the cop jumped out and jumped on him. Was Who's like, going to run out of gas first? Yes. <laughs> That's was, awesome. It was like not only America's worst drivers, but dumbest drivers too. So um, I have to say that although the job by our great law enforcement services of America is very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Being a dumb criminal is also very dangerous. <laughs> it's it's very enjoyable to watch how s really pathetic some criminals are. Yeah, it, I watch it and it makes me feel a lot better about my situation. Like, <laughs> at least I'm not doing that. You know? yeah. I'm not in a Prius trying to out <laughs> outdo two cops. <laughs> Who have V8 charges. Yeah. It's it's amazing to see people do that, you know, and and then they get pit maneuvered and they and then they try and run. I mean, it's it to me, it's incredible. Yeah. Watching one of these a few weeks ago, you made a good point about how you they don't really show you the ones where the people get away because I mean the cops have the the footage, so yeah. why why would they, you know, put that of themselves getting beat out there? I feel that they do have the advantage of not sending those, but then they do get away. Obviously, guys do get away. Sometimes they will list, you know, they were caught later <laughs> on the bottom of the screen when you see the ones that they do get away. But I don't know. Allegedly. What yeah, I don't know what the percentage is of the ones that do get away, but you don't see them on YouTube very often. Yeah. Um, and by the way, all of our auto expert uh, segments, are about, uh, I think we've got about 2,000 videos online. So you can go watch those uh, at uh, just Google our auto expert, O-U-R. A U T O E X P E R T. They're all online, and the and the website ourautoexpert.com. All the videos are there, and the half hour Fox Sports Show. They're online too. It's all so. in a convenient one address. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what's on today's show? Uh, car talk. Yeah, we're going to talk about cars. We're going to talk. Uh, I have my world famous top five list. That's like top thirty seven. This is <laughs> a big one. What are you? Uh, what are you top five in today? The two thousand twenty two. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Oh. That was a lot. That was yeah. a lot. You, just to say My it. mouth almost messed up on every single one of those words. <laughs> was it the N-Line or the Tucson? Yes. Yeah, and, and, the, and the Hyundai. Because the, the mouth is, makes a weird noise. Do you know it's... Um, do you want to hear a good story about Hyundai? Would Lay you, it on me. Come on. It's actually Hyundai. That's how it's pronounced. Right. If you live in Korea. But when it first came to America, they asked the, uh, the, the president of Hyundai, North America, how it was pronounced. And he said, oh, it's Hyundai like Sunday. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's Hyundai like Sunday. That's what he said. It's Hyundai like Sunday. So we say Hyundai in North America, but it's, if you go to Korea, it's Hyundai 
But in, in North America, we see hun, Hyundai, like Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we say it wrong. It sounds but like an I with two dots on top. It's Hyundai, if you come from Korea. In England, it's completely different, too, Is just it? to confuse the whole world. All right. Uh, also on today's show, we are going to get knee-deep into um, other really cool stuff. Mike Cadells is going to be joining us to talk about... Uh, we, we went through an awful lot uh, in the last few weeks. Uh, we've done some fun stuff, and we got some fun trips. I'm going to go drive the new Lincoln Navigator next week, and it has uh, Active Glide, which is their hands-free driving. What? So, yeah. Ooh. On that big old thing? All yeah. this autonomy are like little cars, you know, Teslas. They're now they're going to give go ahead and put it yeah. in the Navigator? Yeah, it's in the Navigator. I'm going to see how uh, how advanced it is. Supposedly it's more advanced than my uh, Mark EGT um, Performance Edition. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see how advanced it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that scared you when I took my hands off the wheel, didn't it? Yeah, because you just did it casually in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> like it was no big deal and that's what you normally do. And yeah. that's not what you normally do. And I cried. We're going to talk uh, Ford Escape. Um, I had the plug-in hybrid. I think the plug-in hybrid Ford Escape is one of the most underrated cars out there. It's still $43,000, which makes me a little uncomfortable, the price. Uh, But ultimately, plug-in hybrids are the answer. For a lot of America that can't afford electric vehicles, I think plug-in hybrids are the answer. Um, Javier Moto going to join us. He's been driving a Bugatti. hate him. Uh, and oh. I want to find out <laughs> um, what he's been doing with that. Um, how did he get to drive a Bugatti? Chiron Super Sport. Oh, my goodness. I know. I would take that to every fast food place just because. Could, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, it's one of those cars with the big lip where you have to slide in it. It's like Jello fits very well in that car. Oh man! Yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a McLaren where you have to kind of uh, you pour yourself into it. You know who's not going to drive one? Who? Me. Okay, and um, it's like a tough it's a tough slide. Um, U.S. News and World Report have their best cars for the money award. John Vincent going to join us to talk about that. Anton Warman also has the uh, the skinny on uh, what's going on in the business world. So I mean, there's a lot there. And, uh, well, Andy, I'm actually really looking forward to your top 10. Also want to let you know that it is bonus points month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can stop in today. Uh, store-wide savings, the existing members who switch to email or text get a $10 bonus points reward at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Earn up to four times O'Reilly points on selected items throughout the store online. Uh, get a $5 reward when you uh, when you reach the 150 Point mark. You can shop, earn points, uh, get rewards. Not an O'Reilly member yet? Sign up today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store online at O'ReillyAuto.com. And uh, of course, if you don't do that, then uh, Andy will come to your house and drink all your beer. They have really good customer service. Do they? I go in there and they always make sure that I'm not walking around touching stuff. So they oh. always make sure that I get help right away. <laughs> you, uh, That was the bread store that you weren't allowed to touch stuff. I think O'Reilly oh. are okay with you touching stuff. Yeah, you're right. You have to touch parts before you buy them and know what you're doing. Well, what if you... Well, I am, it's the bread, Andy. Just don't touch the bread. Andy, would you have considered it aggressive customer service? At O'Re- no. No, O'Reilly's was nice, smooth, and gentle. That's like, awesome. Like me. Don't stick your finger in the bread. I just needed to know if it was the right texture of windshield wiper for my accent. It wasn't. <laughs> Is but it Hyundai or Hyundai? It's Hun- Hyundai, like Sunday. Because <laughs> that's what I order at, the, can at I, the dessert store. Can I have a toffee fudge Hyundai, please? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Sunday. With chocolate. Hyundai, please. I like hoffy, toffee nudge fudge. What? 
I don't know either. All right, we'll be right back. OurAutoExpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast is available 24-7 at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, Automatic Andy is here, Airflow Anthony, and uh, on the phone, Mike Cadell. He is the uh, other half of Our Auto Expert. He seems to get a more vibrant clap than I got at the beginning of the show. Because it's it's, it's time for Motor Mike. Oh, Motor Mike? Yeah. Now, Mike, are you happy with Motor Mike? Oh, did you did you activate him? I did. I, I, I pressed the button. Now I pressed the button. How about that? Oh, yeah. They, are you, Mike, are you there? Mike? Maybe now. Maybe now. What about now? Mike? All right, you're fired. Yeah, I just, I'm totally fired. <laughs> you're done. That's my fault. There's too many buttons to push. All right. Well, um, all I know is now that I'm playing second fiddle to uh, to uh, to everyone. Mike, are you there? So thanks mm. for the technical problems. Yeah. I'm sure that the uh, um, Airflow Anthony is now, PhoneFlow Anthony, he's working on uh, <laughs> getting Di- Mike back on the phone. Digital Anthony. <laughs> You know things are a problem in the control room when Anthony takes his headphones off. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> the, the head starts shaking. Yeah. Things are upset. Is that smoke coming from the console in there? I think so. I oh, know it's his ears. <laughs> I, know. I can hear the frustration. He's growling. Um, it's uh, We just uh, are firming up stuff for New York Order Show, which is coming around in April. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're guessing... Hey, oh, Mike, are you there now? No, we still don't hear him. But thanks anyway for trying again, Almost. Anthony. Almost. <laughs> Um, New York Auto Show, we're firming up everything for uh, for coming up, and the rumors are that there is going to be um, a at least one new Jeep. Uh, they have been showing uh, testing pictures or uh, camouflage pictures of Jeeps, um, and it, you know we have the new Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer, and it mm-hmm. looks like from these camoed pictures that there is an extended version of the Grand Wagoneer. So uh, we're thinking of like a Grand Wagoneer L. Now we have a three-row already. What? So does it mean one a three-row with a trunk? You're gonna have to have like a special license. You're gonna have to have a CDL to <laughs> well, drive no, that. Well, no, because there's a Suburban, right? Which is the you know there's a, a Yukon, um, and then there's the you know the long version of the Yukon with that has that a trunk on a trunk type thing. Right. So, yeah. You know, um, so you could have a Grand Wagoneer dot com extra big trunk how do you how do you how do you like standard normal parking spots don't won't accommodate that no but imagine you have a 1500 a truck which is a regular truck which would be you know your normal grand wagoneer length and then you have a 2500 which is a super long truck now well, you're talking. See, see what it. I mean? That's it. Okay. That's well. a big extended truck. So yeah. that's one of the vehicles. And then traditionally, Genesis always do a big reveal at the New York Auto Show. Um, but they don't have a press conference as far as we can understand in New York. But Hyundai do have a big press conference. So we're thinking there's going to be a big Hyundai. Now, the one vehicle they've teased several times is their their. Um, Ionic 7, which looks like their Palisade, Ooh. but a electric version. 
So I'm just going to guess that there's going to be an electric version of the Palisade and a new gas version of the Palisade. They're going to give you two, both? I think so. I think there's going to be a gas and an electric version of the Palisade. And and that'll be the first big style SUV. And then we know it's going to be a Grand Cherokee 4xE, which is a plug-in electric 4xE. But are we going to see an electric Wrangler? That's my next question. Because they teased the Easter Jeep Safari. They had the Memento, which was an electric Wrangler. Are they going to have a fully electric Wrangler? The Just down, saying. down south is going to riot. Why? Because they're going to electrify the Jeep. The Wrangler. Well, there's a 4 by. There's a plug-in hybrid Wrangler now, which I would own without it. That's enough progression for down 21 there. miles on a single charge, and then it goes to gas. I think it does something like 80 miles MPGE. That's not bad. No, 80 miles per gallon. That's not bad. Yeah, especially with gas at $4 plus a gallon in some places. I just got done paying close to 5 Where? At the Chevron by your house. What? It's like four and some change. It's round up a bowl to five. Wow. That's N- not a fan. Were you buying premium or just No, that's just regular degular. That's just dirt water. That, that's not even that's not even the good strained stuff, you know? Um I thought you always went to the cheap gas stations in northeast. Yeah. That is the cheap stuff. The that's Chevron's the cheap <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's dirt, not, got Tektron in it. Well, I'm not gonna get anything, you know, less than Tekron. Not, Tekron? In, not 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 in northeast. That's legit swamp water that they're giving you. <laughs> legit swamp water. Yeah, they're getting that straight from the oh, Columbia. You're gonna get in trouble with some local council people. You are. <laughs> There's no gas in northeast, really. There isn't. No swamp just, water. Yeah, it's just a facade. No. Oh, um, I'm I'm just telling you that uh, I think there's going to be a lot of amazing cars. At, I'm hearing a luxury cars. There's going to be a new uh, strand of luxury cars coming out too, which are going to be all electric. We've seen Mercedes EQS, mm-hmm. which is their full luxury suite of, uh, you know, their full luxury S-Class version, which is fully electric. It is pretty nice. So, I'm telling you. I just wish, I, I'd like to see, as a, as strictly as a consumer, Yeah. I would like to see charge stations more available. Or, and or. What? There's going to be more charge stations available this year than there is gas stations. What, really? Yeah, I mean, gas stations have multiple pumps, so it's not really fair. It's not a good analogy, but there'll be more individual charge stations than will be individual gas stations. Okay. Hmm. So we're getting there. But see, the thing is, though, is like, I want, I guess what I mean by that is I want more, more stations not in a convention, like in one spot. Like, you have to go here. Like, there should be a station... I like every residence. Because what if... Well, wait, you can have a charge station at your house, but you can't... And it's not DC. It's a home charge station, but you can't have a gas station at your house. What? That seems like that should be in the Constitution. No, Thou shalt have as my own gas station. No. Thou shalt have. Why does it have to be religious talk? Well, just... That's how they talk. Thou shalt have. That's how they talked in the Parliament days. (laughs) In the Parliament days. Thou shalt have a gas station. It wasn't wasn't you. You'd have to have a tank buried under the ground. Well, do what you got to do. It's part of the Constitution. I guess he doesn't have to be under the ground. I just... Like... Okay, so for example, remember when I went to the beach a few weeks ago? Yeah. I wasn't... I didn't take the electric car because I wasn't able to charge that overnight at the place. Because oh, I would the have hotel? to, yeah, well, have you to just charge just a it. poor choice of hotels on your well, part. Well, that's it was a very nice hotel. Yeah, but that's because your girlfriend chose it. But there wasn't any. She chose poorly because she should have chose a place that had a charging station. There wasn't any up and down the road at the stations. I would have had to park the car like four miles away. And I was like, she should have 
should have chose a better hotel. You're listening to the R Auto Expert Podcast. This is our auto expert. Find us on YouTube. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our auto expert. Our auto expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Automatic Andy is with us along with Air Filter Anthony. Uh, and joining us on the phone is uh, Mike Cadell. Uh, Mike, how are you? How's Nashville today? Ooh, still don't have Mike. No. Are you there, Mike? Oh, Mike. That's why the the board is still smoking. Um, and did you do your uh, top top five? Oh yeah, your magical top five. Yes. Uh, what have you done your top five on today? So I got to do mine on the world famous 2022 Hyundai Tucson. N-Line Edition, Nick, specifically the N-Line Edition. Okay. This one that we have starts at $30,900, just under thirty-one. Nick, this car is so fun to drive. It's affordable excellence. And both the inside and the outside are very impressive, aren't they? They're very, Nick, it's so impressive. It's like $30,000 of serotonin. It's really, it's really nice. <laughs> Nick, it's a hoot. That's even. a lot of serotonin. Nick, and did you know also... It's the sponsored car. They use the the trim level, the XRT, and I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But that's the the car of the the new Tom Holland movie in Mark Wahlberg, Uncharted. Oh, oh yeah, I, I've seen some of the promos for that where they light uh, Uncharted. They do some magic. Yeah, and I have a, I have a Easter egg conspiracy All tie right. in with Spider Man right. in this car. Right. Just it's coming. So <clears throat> miles per gallon, you get thirty three on the highway. Uh, it's one of the things that defined it from its class is uh, how much room is in it. Super roomy. I took my sister to the airport this morning, and she yeah. took all of her clothes, and it filled <laughs> I, up the whole I, thing. I thought you were going to say off. But oh, no. Oh, no. No, absolutely not. Uh, Nick, the N-Line has an exclusive body design that has really cool-looking LED headlights that maintain the line integrity of the car, but also make it look really tough when you're hauling butt to church. It, those uh, those daytime running lights are hidden in the grill too. No, it's it's really nice, and when you turn it on, it looks really aggressive. And there's black headlight bezels around the front lights, Nick, so yep. it makes it look like a, like it's staring at people, <sighs> like it's flinching at someone. Um, it it makes it it increases the toughness, and then. And then, Nick, they have, like, to increase the, the toughness, they have, like, little subtle contrasts of, like, everything's blacked out in the front, but then in the back, it's it's lit up. Yes. It's really nice. Um, and then, Nick, it has an N-line. Nick, it has, it's an SUV with a spoiler. I, th- I like things like that are. like a kid with candy. Go I on. like the things that are really big that you need. It goes so fast, you need something to slow it down. I just, I resonate with this car a lot. Okay, and are you ready for my Spider-Man guy-in? Go, go. So it has leather sports seats, right? Yeah. But the cloth inserts are like, they're kind of webbed. Yeah. So that way you can have a little bit of like luxury, but you're not going to slide around because oh, the car is yeah. zippy. You hate it when you go around corners fast and your backside slides out of the seat. It's webbed because oh. Tom Holland uses one yes. who's Spider-Man. Oh, I get it now. <sighs> it sucks your backside into the seat. So you don't slide anywhere. I'm hoping you don't make that sound when you slide around the corner. So, but do you see what I'm saying, Nick? Yes. And then the webbed the, into the seats. The the black, Magic. the black on the inside is like 
black hole vanta black. <laughs> Don't and go there. It's so black, and then they it has just like the really bright red stitching. To, I did notice that to have that dichotomy of the black hole but red stitching, <laughs> so it makes it it's really it's a really contrast. Yes. And you know, one thing I know I'm getting out of time soon, but there's one thing that really made me happy because I like to go to the websites and build my own car yes. and it helps me get to know the yes. car. I hope one day to be the level of petty that Hyundai is because they have so many categories that they say specifically exclusive to this class and these specific cars don't have it and will never have it. Right. And it lists their competition on their website. Yes. That makes me really happy that they right. do that. Yes, they, they are class exclusive. <laughs> they say these cars specifically that you're looking at are yeah. not going to have what I have right now. Right. I mean, I feel that aggressiveness is really what we need right now. Like, have you look seen at their what ads? Not gonna get. The, the the Hyundai Tucson N line has this, but 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 doesn't. Yeah, yeah. And they, it has Jason Bateman doing it. They like to call people out. They threw so much money at the ad campaign, and yeah. I, there's just there's it's a star-studded A-list everywhere on the website. It was so fun to build my car, Nick, and it also has the Bose audio system because you know I like to have concerts in the car. And this, I, this I can full, hear you coming from two blocks away. This full on supports my my singing that I like to practice in it. Nick, there's so many <laughs> things in here. Soundproofing in the car. I Sorry, have to on. put it in there. Yeah. Nick, the the ambient lighting has ten colors, and I made a whole new color because you can <laughs> color change them. I think I made electric yellow. Ew. Like Pikachu. <laughs> I made Pikachu with the colors. Um, Nick, there's an eight inch. Touch screen that you that also has buttons and the volume knob is like a scrub wheel. Okay. So I like it's like a, it's really nice the sensory thing on the fingers while you're driving. You scrubbed it. And then I have, and then I have the crescendo that makes me want to buy the car twice. I like it. Uh, it has equipped with available H track all wheel drive. Nick, that's telling. That's like when a UFC fighter tries to multi class the title belt and like heavyweight and lightweight. <laughs> like I'm gonna throw all wheel drive in it and just kill the competition on this whole another class of cars you really like this didn't you this is a good one yeah i like it a lot and it's just enough fast and just enough practical like me <laughs> so i just this car really hits home with me and I. why like is everybody car. in the control room giggling right now and because this car it does kind of look like me i have aggressive lines but i'm still smooth you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes you like, are i feel like that's me yeah aggressive in, but smooth in a car you're lovable, but a good, but a good dorm, doorman at a nightclub. I would like to, for henceforth, be known as N-Line Andy. N-Line Andy. Yeah. Way to it's go. It's a skating name. Yeah. yeah. Way to N go. Nürburgring Andy. I just, this car was one of my funnest ones, and I was really surprised at how loud it got. Yeah. The audio. Yeah. Um, but Nick, Not me. I could hear you come out. We have a soundproof studio, and I could still hear you pull up outside. Because I have, to, I turn it. If it goes to forty, I, I somehow get it to forty-four, and that may be part of my voice too. Sorry about the blown speakers. There's Nick. There's another thing that they have that other people don't. Yeah. Do you want to know? Yeah. Um. Has hands-free smart liftgate in its class exclusive, oh. and the competition specifically is not going to have that. Like you, the Rav Four. Like, you love hands-free, don't you? It was so nice when I when I dropped my sister off. I just said, "Don't touch it," and she was like, "What?" And then the door opened. So it's, it was nice to show off to her. This yeah, morning. you did. They all kick. Didn't I you? I did the whole the whole Hogwarts. Yeah, I had it in my pocket and I yeah. opened it. Oh, but oh you can hands free it. You just put your foot there and, and it, it says opens. "open." Yeah, it says to me. 
<sighs> Hogwarts delivery to PDX. Oh, did you know that they have? Oh, did you know they have a hybrid and a plug-in hybrid version? Oh of this? yeah, the plug-in hybrid. I, I'm actually eagerly awaiting for because my parents want it. Oh, the, they do. Yeah, that's a lot of fun for them. Yeah. Are they going to be able to handle that? Yeah, I don't know. Because it talks back to you, the car. What? When you talk to it. Oh. I, you didn't know that? No. You can talk to it. Oh. I feel like your dad would, st- would stay in the car for an extra five minutes to I mean, see if it's okay or if, not. If anybody listens to my dad, he'll talk to them. He so, takes he takes 40 minutes to take the dog for a half a mile walk because he stops and talks to every neighbor that's watering. They see him coming and they run inside. Aw, <laughs> John. Uh, so I would buy this car seven times. A nice car. Thank you, car. Do you want to know the rounded out portion of it? Like Go. the bow? Go. It can tow uh-huh. up to a ton. Wow. So this little bebop around car that's so cool yeah. that could very easily be a star of the next Autobot movie. Right. Also can tow 2,000 pounds. Wow. That's uh, that's a pretty muscly little Tucson. There's a couple things that, I mean, there 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 are a few other things. I mean, it's nice because they do have the wireless charging for your phone. Yeah. And it has uh, a class exclusive 10 and a quarter inch digital instrument cluster. That's pretty big. It's a, there's a lot you can see everything. I like the way it's beveled too because if you look at the way it's beveled, it's uh, it's caught really nicely and in, and it lays in that screen. It actually the screen looks a lot bigger than it really is because it it's sort of implanted into the dash. I have a demo question that you okay. may be able to answer. Okay. When they design the inside of a car, yeah, do they like take into consideration like the average human's height and stuff to where they position things? It's done between like usually like six foot two and and like five foot four. Because that would make a lot of sense yeah. with this car. Yeah. Because like there's no blind spots. There's a couple cars that I wanted to put on blast for having blind spots. Yeah. And I I didn't. Do you know what? Just to switch gears a little bit. Do you know what Subaru's number one safety criteria is? Number one safe, so that means it needs to have it. Airbags. Yeah. No. What? Visuals. Visuals? Yeah. They Their number one safety criteria in every Subaru is being able to see as many things outside the vehicle as possible. Mm. So they make the pillars and the, the windows as big as possible and the pillars as small as possible so your visuals on the outside of the car are as, as big as possible. That's their number one safety criteria. Isn't that impressive? One? Yeah. It sounds like number one and two for them. Uh, well, it's the most impressive things. Visuals is their number one. Wow, you have okay. to be able to see everything because being able to see it means you can avoid it. I'm writing this down right now. Yeah. That's. I feel like that could be the opening of my thesis or something. Yeah. That's a deep when statement. Are you, when are you doing your doctorate? Well, tonight I'm going to start with that. If you can oh, yeah. see it, you can avoid it. I'm going to use that on life so much. Oh, if I can see someone in a bad mood, I'm going to avoid it. Uh, you could... This could be a whole new chapter in your, uh, perhaps your presentation and how you can have a better life, thanks to Andy. That's a big mantra. I, I, I didn't know you were going to drop such a gem on me. It's just a jewel right there like that. You thought this was just a show about cars. I thought this was just a comedy yuck yuck. <laughs> that was a deep message. Go forth, prosper, and share the knowledge you have learned about cars, just about life. That's a good one, Nick. All right. You thought you just came here to learn about greasy oil, oily parts, but you came here to learn about life. <laughs> Go forth, young Padawan. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You're listening to Our Auto Expert. More at the website, ourautoexpert.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Over 12,000 people have uh, downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more have joined the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app and uh, Spotify. OurAutoExpert.com is where, where you find everything. Hours of endless fun await you. Our Auto Expert uh, is answered all those difficult questions by Automatic Andy. Uh, he's at the other end. Uh, Andy, have you had any difficult questions recently? I had I had to field one because we get I, I get messaged I get pinged like all day because you put the app on my phone yeah and I can't turn it off all right so I'm kind of a slave to it somebody wanted you to change their oil yeah I I sent them a Google link and they wanted a refund and I said lady this is for free anyway and she <laughs> said I was so disappointed that I want you to give me money and oh. I said wow you sound like okay I'd never have you change my oil. Why? Because you don't, don't even know where the stopcock is. You ha- what? There's, huh? Oh, yeah, you exactly. mean is that not the dipstick? <laughs> no, it's completely different. There's no stopcock. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, is that the gasket that's underneath the 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 ring part where you grab it and take have it you, out? Have you heard about this uh, uh, this ship that's on fire off of the coast? I have, and I seen it. That looks so tragic. Yeah. So there's a hundred and uh, thousand one hundred Porsches on board. Uh, or 1,100 Porsches, there's VWs, there's 189 Bentleys, and the ship's up in flames. Yeah, I think there's a, the one that I the, the one that I saw. I think there's a handful of Audis too. Yes, so it's all VW products. It went, uh, it sailed out from Germany. Um, it uh, it caught fire off the coast of Portugal. The Portuguese Navy is now trying to put it out. But the lithium-ion batteries that are on board is what's fueling the fire. Uh, but imagine that you'd spent your whole retirement getting ready. You'd ordered a specially built Porsche. It was one of one. Uh, you'd spent several years deciding how it was going to look. You'd ordered it. It was built in the factory, and it was going to be delivered. It was on board this ship, and now the ship catches fire. Burnt. Your whole retirement burnt. Yeah. I don't – the whole – I haven't even looked at the situation. Like, did people just leave and clock out and forget to clock back in? I don't <laughs> – the whole thing is confusing to me. I don't know, by the way, if the cause of the fire has been determined. But ultimately, there's one thing that people don't talk about very much, and this is the saddest thing. It is the fact that um, smoke damage was probably ruined pretty much everything on board. Oh, yeah, even if the flames haven't touched it. Yeah, smoke damage. And people don't think about this. I mean, there's 4,000 cars on board this ship. It's adrift. They got all 22 uh, members off off of the ship um, safely, but they just let it burn because uh, what else are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. And you just let it burn. So uh, they let it burn. The Portuguese Navy has been battling the fire. I think they had it out at one point, but uh, it's very hard to get those things out. Wait a minute. Yes. Hold on. Yeah. I have a question. Uh-huh. There is a fire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Fire. Mm-hmm. Out in the middle of the sea. Yeah. There's a fire in the water. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't someone just dr- just drown the boat? <laughs> Why you, Pull what, the you plug. Would sink it? Pull the plug like a like millions a like a bathtub. Millions. I mean, what, those cars could be worth. Four cars there could be worth, or three cars could be worth a million dollars. I say leave it there for the next generation to find with a metal detector. (laughs) What, you know? That's going to be a cool YouTube video in 20 years. Yeah, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. You just let it go? It's already smoke-kissed. You don't know how much is damaged. You don't know if any is salvageable. I mean, naval uh, maritime law says you have to save what you can. 
I, hold on. Now, isn't that a, isn't? I thought there wasn't maritime law after a certain line. No, it's maritime law everywhere. It just changes uh, within coastal boundaries. Because it's either pirate time or not pirate time, pirate right? Time. There is international law. There is nations law. There is deep sea law. There's lots of laws. Changes wherever you I'm want. I'm a lawyer. Lemon in, law in deep sea. Lemon law is completely different. That states. I'm a expert by states. in deep sea lawyering. Yeah, I'm sure you are. That's why I say just drowned it, man. Drowned it. I it's, just I don't understand how why so there's a there's a ship out there spraying yes. water on it and they're all sitting on a no, bunch of No, there's helicopters. Is you know it's uh, it's still on fire as far as we know. I'm telling you, man, drowned it. It's gonna make a cool video in two decades. EV batteries are what's fueling the fire. Is it because there's a lot of paper in it? No, it's lithium. I don't know. What the, is that is that it's a, it's is a rare metal? Is is it combustible? It's lithium ion, yes, very combustible. So electric car batteries are firing. Yeah, it's those it's those VW ID fours. <laughs> oh, I like those ID fours too. <laughs> You know, that would look cool on the inside, like one car would get hot enough to pop. It's and not the first time, by the way, this has happened. This is repeated. 2019, it happened as well. What? Yeah. What did they do then? A bunch of Porsches went up in flames. They drowned it? <laughs> no, they, they took them back, and they some of them were salvageable. Not all of them. It's just off the Azores near Portugal. It set off from Germany about four days ago, and then it caught fire when it was just off the coast of Portugal. It was on its way to Rhode Island. So. Rhode Oh. That's Rhode in America. Island. That's a long ways from Portugal. Yeah, it is. It's about, a, I think, about a two-week ship ride over the big oceans. It's a good thing it didn't happen in the middle of the Atlantic because, boy, there would have been real trouble getting the crew off board. Oh, yeah, there's nothing around you. Yeah. That's it, except yeah, for more water. another ship would be out there to try and rescue them. More water. Yeah. I'm still confused about something being on fire in the ocean. I just, I, that, well, my, it's my like a massive hurts. city. It's a 650 feet vessel. Yeah. So that's big. I mean, so one cargo container is about as big as these two studios here. Yeah. I mean, I hear you. Does 22 people seem like a light crew to anyone else? I no. thought that's kind of head too. Like no? that's a no. lot for 4,000 things. No, 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 no. That's that's about a right crew. 22. Yeah. Well, you got your deck crew, your engineering crew, your your kitchen crew. Your you, you you've got a healthcare guy. You've got um, you've got a lot of people on board. I just I feel like there'd be a lot more buttons to push than twenty two people could push. No, that's about right. Twenty. I think those crews go anywhere from the the uh, high teens into the low thirties, hmm. depending on how big the ship is. It's a couple hundred fingers. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's a lot of digits. I don't. Yeah. The last the last time I checked, I don't think you count crews by their fingers. Oh. Well, that's 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 only on state, local maritime law. Yeah, we're talking international. Remember, <laughs> the crew's safe, the ship, not so much. The cars. So, how did the crew? Did did they have enough time to like get something to eat and call for help? I think they called for help before they went to the canteen. So some of them were taken off by helicopter. They were all taken off by helicopter, oh, okay. I believe. Oh, good. I'm glad they lived. Yeah, where's my be, Porsche? Yeah, <laughs> no injuries. They said. At as least well. you didn't say, "Where's my Porsche?" Or the crew, okay? Yeah. <laughs> where's <laughs> that? Was, that's what Mr. Ferrari did in the races. What happened to my car? <laughs> is oh. the crew? Is did anyone get hurt? Yeah. How's? Oh yeah. How's the crew? Yeah. I so, don't think even if my car was fine, I wouldn't accept it. Like, no, you make me a new one. I want another one. I would be that. Let person. me just tell you. They're gonna hand you some scuba me, gear, let, Andy. Let, let me <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. 
you won't make any decisions. If you if you purchased a car, the insurance company is going to tell you what happens. Oh, that's true. They do say so, everything. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Let's just be thankful nobody got hurt. Thanks, guys. Can we, can we start there? Yeah. All right. Sorry, Porsche. Everyone's fine. All right, more Our Auto Expert on the way, minus the Porsches. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Nationally celebrated, locally created from the southeast to the northwest. This is Our Auto Expert, where Americans come for their automotive news, including Automatic Andy and uh, Air Filter Anthony. Yeah. Um, you know something I will tell you? We are blessed as uh, car guys. We get to uh, test drive some of the best cars in the world. Don't you think? I, it's you know how you know how much better looking I am, and something that is a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> versus like thirty. It's really nice. Do you have you driven hundred thousand dollar car recently? Yes. You have. Kinda. Is he Close. adding cars? He's add two cars like that add three up three to... cars together. No, the 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 last one, the two two of them ago, and right. then the last one were close. Uh, the, oh, you were okay. You were fairly close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll tell you, I've been driving some cars, which uh, I've been really excited. Now, I know that we've been having uh, we've been having a little bit of uh, um, some of the uh, some of the uh, trouble with our phones today. But we're gonna we're gonna hit them one more time and see if we can uh, we can actually get them working. Right? Mm-hmm. We're Let's gonna, see. We, we're gonna uh, we're gonna give them a try. Um, we're going to talk to a- uh, Adriana uh, from Ford. Uh, the Ford Escape um, is probably one of the most exciting uh, vehicles that uh, they have in their lineup. I was blown away by driving recently the Ford Escape, a plug-in hybrid. I did a little piece for uh, the TV stations around the country on the best plug-in hybrids. I noticed when I went to look at my 2020 best reviews stories online that um, the one of the most viewed stories from 2020 and 2021 was plug-in hybrids. That's yep. what people have been viewing. So we thought we'd update it for 2022 and look at some of the best plug-in hybrids. So we had got a bunch of them out of the fleet and test drove them. I hadn't driven the Ford Escape plug-in hybrids uh, ever since they came out. And so I, uh, I asked it to drive one out of the fleet and I drove it and boom, <laughs> surprised love yeah absolutely fell in love with it um so we thought we'd ask someone from ford to to come on and talk talk about it a little bit and um and so we did so first of all let me say um is that the reaction you get at ford from a lot of people the first time they get to drive the uh, ford escape plug-in hybrid yes (laughs) (laughs) we lost the phones again i don't think i think we're still having problems with the phone so Uh Um, yeah, it hasn't worked for us all day. All right, we'll let, we'll let Anthony keep trying to work on it. So um, we may have to reschedule that. Uh, we've, been, uh, we've been having troubles with our, phone all day, with our phones all day. Uh, I will tell you that even though there are a lot of plug-in hybrids out there, and it seems mm-hmm. to be mostly um, high-end uh, vehicles like luxury vehicles, BMWs um, that do a lot of plug-in hybrids. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to drive um, some non-luxury PHEV plug-in hybrid vehicles has been really great. And I think the one thing about the Escape that really got my eye is the fact that so many of these vehicles have a high ingress and egress, mm-hmm. but the Escape doesn't. Um, and my mom and dad were looking at getting one. And because the 
um, they're shorter and they have two big dogs. Mm -hmm. Getting their dogs in and out was always an issue. And they couldn't get the high step for them to get in and out. But the, the Ford Escape is fairly a low instep. So to step in and out for people who are older, much easier. There had to be a conscious effort on the, the, the research and development team there. To get I mean, in like a lower vehicle? Yeah, well, to Forrester be able to do that. is Forrester is always the one. So, uh, oh, you think you've solved the problem there, Anthony? You think we got it? All right. Let's Gosh, I hope it. so. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, can you guys hear me? Wow. Yes, we can now. <laughs> Hello. We've been we've, we've been battling our phones all day. I'm sorry. Um, so, um, no, some no somebody problem. probably spilled uh, a hamburger on the uh, the desk earlier on today, and uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, was the the plug-in hybrid was is that a, a surprise when a lot of people drive uh, drive it for the first time? Do they go? Were they surprised at how great it is when they drive the Escape plug-in hybrid for the first time? Absolutely. We definitely get a lot of that reaction where people are surprised that it's one, a fuel efficient vehicle. It's got a lot of pep. It's got a lot of power. Um, it's also got a ton of cargo space. I heard you mentioning, you know, your parents trying to get their, their dog in the car. We've got a ton of cargo space. Our engineering team did a fantastic job. They put our electric battery under the second row seats and that freed up a ton of cargo space for us in the back end of the escape um, it's actually four times greater cargo space than the fusion energy plug-in hybrid and the fuel economy has been fantastic we get 105 mpge with this plug-in hybrid and it's really unsurpassed in the segment we are really proud of this vehicle and so glad that customers are, are having a positive reception to it yeah the surprise of course is the fact that there isn't more people seeking um, to buy them because a lot of times we know that only 6% of Americans are thinking about buying electrics this year, um, but yet mm -hmm. almost 100% of people are researching electrics when they research a new vehicle. But there's this huge swath of people in the middle of the country where electrics just don't make any sense. Um, mm -hmm. It's really only on the coasts where people electrics make a lot of sense for people just because electrification isn't such a good idea um, everywhere, although people want to know about it, they want to learn it, they want to buy, and they want to think about buying it in the future. But plug-in hybrid is something you can charge at home very simply and very easily, and you could probably use just electricity alone. I think I used 43 miles in a week just of gas, and everything else was done on just the electricity, and that was in a whole weeks of a week of driving because I charge it every night when I got home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our plug-in hybrid comes with an EPA-estimated maximum all-electric range of 37 miles. That's plenty for day-to-day -day getting around town, running errands, dropping kids off at school. And it's easy to charge at home. You don't need to get any kind of special electrical outlet. Um, it comes with a standard wall charger uh, to plug in anytime you bring it at home. And we know, too, customers are interested in electric and some some are hesitant to make the leap to a full electric, and the plug-in gives them a great option. They don't have to worry about range anxiety. Um, with gas prices going up, they also get to take advantage of, like you mentioned, not having to go to the pump as frequently. Um, and, and now that restrictions are lifted, we're, we're really starting to see customers traveling more, and this is a great opportunity to get out on the road and keep costs down for customers. Is there, obviously Ford is well known for their electrification. We're seeing things like the Lightning and, and the Marquee and, uh, you know, new generations. You're going to announce a new vehicle 
I think on March 1st, um, there's new vehicles coming. Is is there plans to sort of step up the plug-ins or is it going to be uh, plug-in hybrids or is it going to be uh, all electrification from now on? You know, I can't, I can't speak to other vehicles and what plans are coming, but Ford just announced an $11.5 billion investment in electric vehicles. So I think I think you're going to hear about a lot of different options coming. Um, and an escape plug-in hybrid is, is really one of those vehicles that, that we're going to have in our powertrain lineup, and, and we're really proud of it. The I think the other idea is, of course, that you have taken this idea at Ford that um, there is different powertrains for everybody. Uh, a lot of people have still been talking about in going all electric, going all electric. But yet, even when you look at what you offer as a company um, and you, you just jump over to the F-150, you're still offering a diesel, a gas, a hybrid and an electric. So you really are trying to make sure that every customer has a choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the same on Escape as well. We have the plug-in hybrid, but we also have a full hybrid option. And we also have two EcoBoost powertrains to really give those customers choice and decide what works best for them and their family and, and, and get the vehicle that they really want and get out on the road. The uh, the Obviously, the plug-in hybrid um, version of the, of the Escape is... Um, almost a perfect vehicle, but it combines two different powertrains, and that's been expensive um, in the past. You know, the, the price obviously starts at $43,000, but as the, um, the, the infrastructure and, uh, expands and as the technology becomes more and more readily available, do we expect to see sort of prices of plug-in hybrids start to come down? Um, because obviously, we look at something like the Lightning starting at $40,000. Um, that's a lot, obviously mm-hmm. attainable for people. Um, it, the, you, you feel like they'll be more attainable price-wise for people? You know, I think even today we've got a very attainable plug-in hybrid with the Escape. We start just above $35,000 MSRP. But on top of that, there's a number of federal and state um, incentives and rebates that you get when you purchase a plug-in hybrid that makes it a, in a very attractive vehicle and at a very attractive price point. Um, there's a number of series you can get. We aren't confining plug-in hybrid to, to you know just the highest end series. You can get this on our on our kind of peppy S series all the way up to our fully loaded um, with all of the creature comfort and advanced technology titanium series. So we think we've got. A, a very affordable vehicle for customers, depending on where they are um, in their electric journey. Now, what about chips and attainability? Are we still fairly easy, is it still fairly easy for everybody to uh, to get hold of them, or has it still been pretty hard for Ford to produce? Good question. I, we've got a team working on on chips, um, and I think we're we're really prioritizing getting the vehicles built that customers want. Um, and, and our plug-in hybrid, we've seen a ton of success with that. Um, all of the ones that, that we're building, customers have wanted, um, and, and we're seeing a very high turn rate for a lot of those plug-in hybrids. 
Well, it was pretty exciting for us. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty exciting for us, and I think uh, it's definitely a vehicle that uh, we put at the top of our plug-in hybrid list. Listen, thanks for spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, Really excited about the vehicle and definitely on the uh, shopping list for anybody that should be interested in a plug-in hybrid. Want to find out more? Check out the segment at OurAutoExpert.com. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert podcast, 24-7 on the website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Um, I don't know quite what Javier Mota is doing, but he is definitely uh, shaking hands with the right people. He's kissing the right babies, and he's paying off somebody with a suitcase with cash because he's getting to drive Bugatti Chiron Super Sports. How did you pull this one off, buddy? I don't know. I uh, guess uh, somebody really likes me. <laughs> they, it was uh, it was a really cool experience, and uh, by coincidence, twelve years ago this month, I was driving also that she run the the Bayron. I'm sorry, the Bugatti Bayron, the first edition. And it's, it's I guess in twelve years, I'm gonna be driving another one. I hope. <laughs> so um, first of all. Did you see the, uh, I think it was a Bugatti that the guy in Germany drove at 260 miles an hour on the Autobahn. Did you see the story? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's being prosecuted by the Germans, not because he drove at 260 miles an hour, but because we, we know that the Autobahn doesn't have a speed limit. So technically he can't be prosecuted for speeding because there is no speed limit. But he's being prosecuted for dangerous driving because he took a video of himself while driving and they're saying that was yeah. the prosecutable offense. So... The, uh, the secret to the story is if you drive at 260 miles an hour where there's no speed limit, don't video yourself because that's, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's considered to be dangerous. Uh, what do you and do? Also, Go on, tell no, And also be aware that even though some parts of the Autobahn don't have speed limits, others yeah. do, especially yeah. when you get closer to cities and all that. So we, we know you and me have driven there. And yeah, it's super fun, but it can be dangerous, not only for, for the cars, for the other drivers, but also... For, for you, you know what? Well, like you, he, you'll tell, you'll agree with me on this because we've both been on. Uh, we were on a BMW iX i4 event in Germany this summer together. But one of the things that um, is the most dangerous in Germany on the autobahn is not the speed that you go because obviously we're both professional drivers, but is yeah. other people pulling into your yeah, lane exactly. in front of you. So you could be. I mean, I've done 200 miles an hour, 220 on the autobahn. And it's people who actually move from the right-hand lane to the left-hand lane in front of you, and that's the thing that scares the whatever out but of me. But at least I think I think they're more more aware of the situation than they are here. For example, here in Florida, I mean, forget it. It's like people don't understand what the left lane is for, and yep. other that. In Germany, at least they they have the notion that some people might be going fast, and still some will get distracted. But anyway. And this uh, particular case that you were uh, referring to about uh, the Bugatti driver, he was lucky he didn't drive in Switzerland because in Switzerland, the speed limits are based on your income. So <laughs> they have the record for the most expensive speeding ticket in the world, which was like a, about a million dollars because yeah. it's based on what you make. So what can you afford for driving that fast and paying the authorities? But anyway... The Bugatti Chiron is a fantastic car. I was never able to go over 70, 75 miles an hour. It's uh, really uh, amazing to see 
cars that are so good and like so powerful. This is 1600 horsepower, and like the number itself should make you be a little bit scared just uh, getting on the, behind the wheel. The price tag too is like almost five million dollars. But surprisingly, it's very easy to drive one if you go slowly. What's the point? <laughs> if you go slowly, what does slowly mean though? Like, like ten miles an hour? No, that, no. The <laughs> point. My point about the driving experience is that it's so well engineered that All even right. though it's so powerful, it can also be a very comfortable car. Not that you want to make that your daily driver. Yeah, yeah. But you can actually drive that car. It's like no utility at all. I mean, it has like no storage uh, um, space anywhere. But I mean, pretty cool car. And those cars are sold out. I mean, like they when they announced that new Chiron um, in 2016, they announced that they were going to make only 500. All of them are sold out. And the very interesting thing about this, I, uh, I took the car from the dealership here in Miami, and I, you were talking about that suitcase full of money. I asked the same question. <laughs> the there. So if I I will walk here like in the scar Scarface days with a, a suitcase with five million dollars in cash, can I buy a Chiron? He said, no, but you can put a deposit on the next one. Oh, right. And apparently, there, he told me that just in the dealership in Miami, there are about 25 deposits in whatever Bugatti is going to do next, which we know is going to be an electric because they were bought by Remax, the Croatian company. But it's, I mean, there's so much money in the world and so much enthusiasm for these kind of cars that they already have deposits for a car that has not been announced, and whenever it comes out, Someone in Miami, at least 20 people, want to get it immediately. I wonder if the government are watching the Bugatti dealership with, like, you know, spy cams to see where the money comes from. <laughs> well, know. I think that nowadays there are, yeah, much more sophisticated than a suitcase full of cash, like in the movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're probably, I mean, it's... a few years back I read that the FBI, and you're right about it, like the FBI has set up a special office in, here in Miami just to watch all those kind of operations. I mean, you see here penthouses go for $40, $50 million cash. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, $5 million for a car, eh, it's okay. 50 for a penthouse, uh, maybe we can take a look at that. I don't know. You, you, you live in a different world, my friend. You live in a different world. Just, just out of interest, do you know what the worst state for drivers in the United States is? The worst state? Yeah. Based on what? I mean, the, ba ba based on tickets. Based road. on tickets. Um, I think I read it before, but I don't remember now. It might be California. California I, is the worst for many things. Yeah, but it's interesting. It's not a state you would think, but and and, and in fact, the top ten are not states you think, but it goes the the top ten working backwards go Utah, Idaho, Colorado, South Carolina, Wyoming, uh, Wisconsin, Virginia, Nebraska. Iowa and the worst state in the United States for drivers for tickets is Ohio. Wow. So I know we all like to think my, you know, uh, the Florida is really bad for drivers, but it actually is Ohio, which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe they're just the police are more strict in Ohio. So I think so you're pro if you want to speed, you may be off the hook. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to speed here in Miami. Another thing that uh, I saw this weekend here in Miami, we are having the boat show. A DMC with a Homer ED had a display with a boat uh, that is uh, electric boat also as oh. a Homer ED. The electric boat is 350000 
and the home ED is about 110. So if you have 500, wow. so 10% of the Bugatti price, you can get that. So if that is your budget, you wow. might take a look at that. All right. Javier Moto, you can watch his videos at Our Auto Expert. He's a great guy. He has some great videos. Go watch him online. And, of course, he'll be on the show regularly. You can listen to him. Check out Our Auto Expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. This is our auto expert. Find us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our auto expert. If you direct messages, uh, Automatic Andy will answer your question. And uh, two million people get our auto expert news every single day. And ourautoexpert.com is available for you. What is the best car for the money? Is it a Hyundai Accent from 2017, Andy? Yeah, it, you 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 barely you have enough technology. You don't have to use the roll-up windows. <laughs> Does your car have roll-up windows? I'm one year away from that. I'm so sad for you. You one wish. year? What your car was the first year that had electric windows? 2016 had the roll-up ones. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sad. Um, the best cars for the money. John Vincent is joining us from uh, U.S. News and World Report. So, John, how do you come up with a list? of the best cars for the money do you drive the basic basic cars in america for a whole year and come up with a list actually we uh, base our findings on data we use we know that you know a car that's a great value today might not be a great value in five years so we look oh. back at uh, several years of uh, data from our partners at vincentric and we also look at transaction prices from true car blend those with our rankings and reviews data and come up with the cars that we feel, cars and SUVs and minivans, that we feel are the best long-term value for the money. All right. So what period is it based over? Like five years, 10 years, four years? Uh, we look back uh, five years of uh, cost of ownership data. All right. And uh, is it done by class or is it done by, by financials? How, how do you base it? Uh, we do it by class. Okay. Uh, similar to our rankings and reviews. All right. So tell me what the best class for what best cars for the money is in each class. So let's start with uh, um, how do you how do you break those classes out? By the way, is it done by compacts or is it done by uh, so what well, are the classes? Let's start with the best subcompact. Okay. Uh, that would be the Nissan Versa. Interesting. Um, inexpensive to buy and inexpensive to operate um, for the first few years of ownership. And how does it maintain over those five years? Well, according to the data from Vincentric, very well. Okay. Um, not too expensive to service, I'm sure, um, because um, I think the last Versa that I was in was also pretty good looking um, for the class. They have done a great job on all, on all of their sedans of updating and modernizing the look. There are some pretty ugly classes in that class. <clears throat> Andy's car. It's beautiful. <laughs> I like to give him a hard time, John, because yeah. it's a no, beautiful I, car. I, I couldn't possibly tell. <laughs> all right, what's the next class up? Uh, we'll go to the next best compact car for the money, and that would be the Honda Civic, uh, the freshly redesigned Honda Civic. It's not hard to choose the Honda Civic. I mean, there's a lot of people abandoning that size of car as well. It is, and it's actually a little surprising to see uh, some car makers 
still really staying strong in that segment. Uh, Hyundai, Kia, Honda, Toyota. Um, And of those, the Honda Civic is just a fantastic car. Yeah, um, Kia is making a hard play for that segment as well. I I think they were surprised that people were still buying the Kia, um, the Forte in that class, but uh, they're they're also making a hard play for that class. Well, with so many of the domestic companies abandoning that class, there are customers out there looking for another option. Um, Those customers who haven't shifted to SUVs need an option when they can't go buy their Chevy Cruze anymore. Right. All right, stepping up to the next class. Uh, Mid-size car, that's the Honda Accord. Again, a rock-solid choice, has been for decades. Honda's doing well so far. All right, Um, Accord, excellent choice, going up again. Yep, Uh, best large car for the money, Toyota Avalon, which is interesting because it's a fantastic car that won't be around much longer. Yeah, it seems like that class of car is uh, fast declining. Um, nobody seems to want a large uh, sedan. I guess what they're the D class, E class. What 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 classification does that car have? Well, the E class, you know, that's an luxury uh, category, so that's kind of its own thing. But it's the segment that has the um, Impala. Yeah. Um, Cadenza. Let's see how long they make that car for any longer, because I think uh, uh, the numbers of sales are fast declining. They are. Um, And then we'll go to the best hybrid and electric car for the money, and that's the Hyundai Elantra Hybrid. And yes, this Hyundai has has power windows. (laughs) You know, that's now now people are just showing off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Andy. All right, let's uh, let's move on next. We'll go to the best minivan for the money. Um, Honda had a good year. Honda had three of our 11 winners. Um, and the best minivan for the money is the 2022 Honda Odyssey. Boom. Odyssey wins. All right. Minivans for uh, yep. for Honda. Uh, moving on. And minivans are actually a pretty tough class because you have the new Carnival, you have the Sienna, you have the Pacifica Hybrid. Um, but Honda, Honda's won this a few times in a row. Yeah, it is. Uh, they are. There's not really that bad, many bad minivans. I don't think out there anymore. Nope. I mean, the, there is only about four or five minivans. I think in the class now. Yeah, not as many as there used to be, but um, but they're strong contenders. All right. Who's uh, next? Best mini, best SUVs for the money. We'll go. Uh, the subcompact is the Hyundai Kona. Kona, nice. Um, Kona and Hyundai had a great year. Hyundai took five of our eleven awards. Uh, yeah, they they have been a solid company all around. All right, Kona's good. What's next? Kona's good. Kona comes with a typical uh, Hyundai ten year, hundred thousand mile warranty for the first owner, which is fantastic. And I think they're also doing three years free servicing now. Uh, their buyer's advantage is two years or three years. It's some uh, some free maintenance for the first few years you own the car. Okay, cool. Um, um, next category best compact SUV for the money, the Hyundai Tucson. Um, rock solid contender in that uh, category, um, which is full of really good contenders, including the RAV4 and the CRV. But uh, in terms of long-term ownership, uh, we picked the Hyundai Tucson. And hmm. Andy's favorite. Hmm. I just did an extensive list on why that car is superior to everything. I'm not surprised. Yes, I'm not surprised. Do you like the yeah. Hyundai Tucson? Or do you like the Hyundai Tucson Hybrid? 
which is our winner for best hybrid or electric SUV for the money. Smooth way to way to put he, that in. I think his favorite is the N line currently. Yeah, I like the N line because everything is, is is so it's aggressive. so aggressive but smooth. Just like you. Okay. Yeah, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> I wouldn't either, John. <laughs> yeah, most people don't. Uh, <laughs> Two-row SUV for the money. Yeah. Uh, Hyundai Santa Fe. All right. Um, Santa Fe is um, a, a very smooth uh, choice and, uh, and still in the same family. Yep. And that 10-year warrant, 10-year 100,000-mile powertrain warranty is fantastic. Um, and then, finally, the last award uh, goes to uh, a vehicle that's won a lot of awards in the last couple of years, and that is the 2022 Kia Telluride. Oh, man. For the best three-row SUVs for the money. And they like to call it internally the Celluride because they can't keep them in stock. It's such a good car. And you cannot buy one at anywhere near sticker price right now. The best I could find was a 2020 Telluride on sale at a dealership. Um, they had no 2021s or 22s, um, but the 2020 was the best they could offer. And that was People obviously... Are following the trucks to the dealerships and buying them before they even get off the trucks. Yeah. And that's if they're not pre-sold. It's Man, I wonder if I sold my car if I could retire. <laughs> I don't think I've more. We, we, we joke in our office that uh, we should have, you know, tossed the 401k aside a few years ago and invested in Kia Fortes because yeah. they're selling for over sticker right now uh, compared to where they were two years ago. Yeah, if you look at the price that people are willing to pay over MSRP, Kia, I think, is reaching uh, the, one of the highest prices over MSRP um, right they now. They are the highest um, percentage over MSRP of any brand. Wow, go ahead, Kia. Yeah, Kia, Hyundai, they're, uh, they're definitely the company that's, uh, that you should invest stock in. They are just killing it, absolutely. Uh, if I start seeing Kia NFTs, I'm going to call shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> they do have one out they for do. the Robo Dog from their Super Bowl commercial. Shenanigans yeah. called it. <laughs> it's uh, the the company is absolutely killing it. Uh, John, where can people find out the uh, the full list, and where can they do research on the cars? So, if you go to usnews.com and click on the cars section, you'll get to our uh, rankings and, rankings and reviews site. Um, we also have a pretty interesting article out now on how to buy a car right now since it's so hard to do so and get a good deal. Is there deals still to be had? There are deals still to be had. Um, they might not be on your first, first choice or your second choice, but there are uh, deals to be had. It's interesting that you should probably take whatever you can get right now uh, uh, because cars are, uh, are not as uh, as. I would say easy to get as pos as they used to be. You know, I found I signed up a while ago for Carfax to look for Camrys in the area before I got my car, and I still get an ad for an available Camry every week. Uh, Why aren't those? Those aren't selling very much. I'm still getting emails about well, those. As John said, there uh, how to how to get a car. You can find it at uh, US News. Go to the website. I'm going there next time. All right. 
John, John uh, thank you for uh, giving us your list of the 2022 best cars for the money. Uh, U.S. News and World Report have a list out of the best cars uh, for the money for 2022. And as John said, uh, cars.usnews.com is where you'll find it. Uh, you can search those vehicles and they do extensive reports. John Vincent, thank you for joining us on Our Auto Expert. There is more at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, we'll be coming back with Anton Warman. Stand by. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Mm, let me just check. Yep, 17,000 people downloaded and uh, listened to Our Auto Expert podcast. Uh, and you can stream it uh, right this week at OurAutoExpert.com. Join the happy listeners by iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's all fresh this week at OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. And you can also... Do many more things at OurAutoExpert.com. There are the videos of uh, our TV appearances, and you can watch our TV show at OurAutoExpert.com. All right, joining us, he's an independent investor and analyst. Our Auto Expert welcomes Anton Wallman. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. So, Anton... It sounds like a dirty little rumor has begun that uh, there may be production beginning at the uh, Sa- the Austin factory for Tesla this week. Is that true? Yeah, I think we have evidence at this point that Tesla, after now having been delayed in this pursuit by uh, roughly eight months, has at least stamped out the first couple hundred or so units of the Model Y, manufactured in Austin, Texas, very close to the Austin airport, as a matter of fact, and uh, it used to be a, a dirt field, but has now been transformed into a normal automotive factory, the first such of this scale or anywhere near the scale in the greater Austin area. Are they going to make these uh, deliverable units and, uh, and ship them off to customers, or are these sort of uh, dry runs? Well, that's the thing. In um, typical Tesla fashion, we might expect that even what other automakers would consider a run of a few hundred units that they would then take out and for about six or so months or completely run into the ground where they, um, you know, examine in great detail every little millimeter that went wrong. And then after that point, they start making their customer deliverable units. Well, Tesla typically um, has a way of not doing it that way. They will probably just ship these guys off to customers right away and uh, let them be the guinea pigs for what may or may not have gone wrong in uh, the initial production of this factory. So let's see what happens here. But it wouldn't at all surprise me if within the next, already the next couple of weeks, Tesla will have a little mini ceremony of sorts and say, hey, we're producing now and uh, delivering and uh now here's your uh, uh christmas wrapped with a bow um, brand new model y made in texas all right well we'll look forward to hearing about that but i'm skipped well maybe i shouldn't ask this question but cybertruck any news on that being produced uh, or is that a silly question yeah it's still a ways out i mean we are keeping we keep seeing the design revisions of various types so 
they haven't even finished the final design and done some even rudimentary testing of, of that, that, you know, this is at least 12 months out at this point. So for this calendar year, no Cybertruck for you. All right. uh, after that, we a Cybertruck and some soup, maybe, maybe, if you're lucky, before the end of 2023. All right. We can just keep hoping, but uh, on the positive side there, our other manufacturers making their electric trucks uh, already, and we're expecting to see them roll off the line. They've been uh, rolling off the line at Ford's uh, Rouge plant, and uh, I think they're rolling off. Uh, they'll be rolling off regular production in April sometime, but they're rolling practice vehicles off right now. Um, let's talk about this ship that's on fire, um, not just off the coast of Portugal. Uh, it's it's now emerging that the Portuguese Navy are having trouble fighting this fire because of the lithium-ion batteries that are on board. So what do you know and what seems to be happening? Well, the issue here, Nick, is that this is one of those almost semi-unforeseen consequences of um, of uh, the transformation to EVs is that you really have to take into account uh, not just some of the benefits that are associated with this, but you also really have to look at the total picture of whatever change in the risk profile that may have occurred in the entire food chain from the beginning of the creation of the materials until in the end the vehicle is uh, disassembled, uh, buried, or maybe burned up in this case. And uh, this is where it gets a bit tricky because to what extent have the automakers, including their shipping companies really um, priced in the cost, the additional cost of any additional risk associated with very hard to um, turn out fires, which this appears to be. And that's the issue here. We're not talking, there were apparently a little over a 100 Bentleys, for example, on the shipment. And I mean, we're not going to be uh, worrying too much about the particular type of tears that may be shred in, in those being burned up and buried perhaps at sea. But uh, we're not even going to be worried, I think, about the specific pricing consequences of taking a thousand or so vehicles off the market, which will obviously happen here. I think there were a thousand and change vehicles in total, maybe on this ship. But rather, uh, the thing that should worry the consumer in the end is uh, to what extent will prices go up reflecting the higher risk associated with transporting more sensitively produced vehicles across the oceans? And will the consumer essentially have to stand up in the end and pay for that additional uh, imputed cost that will be part of the equation of consuming these uh, vehicles with these uh, maybe, maybe higher um, potentiality of being burned up um, on the shipments? Yeah, ultimately, are we going to see those vehicles that get shipped by cargo container from uh, Europe are we going to see insurance prices go up? Uh, this is the second That's time. That's really what I'm alluding to here, Nick, yeah. is, is that whether the shipment coming out one way or the other, if, if people have to price in this additional risk and, and cost, uh, then uh, vehicle prices, it's, I mean, we all know, Nick, that vehicle prices have been going through the roof. I mean, used cars, it reflects right away, and then MSRPs don't move much, but the uh, discounts or lack thereof at this point, um, of course, uh, you know, now you're paying a premium, you're not getting a discount from the MSRPs, and this will just serve to further in, in, in increase both MSRPs and then the, uh, the uh, ship, shipment and delivery costs of new vehicles. So uh, consumer inflation, beware. This is one more factor in that equation of you're just going to have to pay through the nose.
Yeah, well, um, it's a great way to end the show this week is uh, is talk about you're going to probably have to pay more for vehicles that are shipped uh, out of Europe, and it might be a, a an idea to remember that uh, there are vehicles that are made in the United States uh, at the same time, and uh, this might be a thumbs up to those vehicles that are produced in uh, places like the United States. Uh, BMW just uh, reminded us that they are the number one luxury exporter from the United States again this year. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to imported vehicles, Nick, I mean, I, I would, would hate to quote Winston Churchill at this point from 1940, but I, I have nothing to offer but blood, sweat, and tears. And in this case, increasing prices for you, Mr. Consumer. No soup for you, no European one anyway. <laughs> and Anton Woolman, independent analyst and investor, and I uh, always enjoy his insight. Uh, you can, of course, read him at the street or at Seeking Alpha, as you can anytime, 24-7. You can, of course, listen to him at Our Auto Expert, as you can watch videos 24-7. We'll be back again next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. Yeah.